Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, getting crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming down Freaks. I was thinking about this last night, thought about it today. Has there ever been a NASCAR weekend where the three series, regardless of the side of the fence that you're on, like it, don't like it, has had so much conversation, specifically with the endings, whether it was the NASCAR truck series, the Xfinity series, or the cup series. Speaking of the truck series, Chandler Smith, your winner, he needed to win to continue to get in and run in the playoffs. He'll be joining us coming up at the end of this hour, but Statman Crasher, has there ever been a weekend in NASCAR that you can remember where all three series had significant endings uh, with their races? Statman, anything come to mind? Nothing comes to mind. The issue of crazy finishes uh, the trucks here, the truck race wasn't really a crazy finish. He just passed and drove the last couple of laps, but the Xfinity <laughs> and, um, and cup series, they were banging and fighting literally and figuratively throughout the thing. Yeah. Nothing comes to mind immediately because I didn't have a chance to research this before we started the show, but I would have to imagine that Talladega has given us something along these lines. Now trucks don't race at Talladega the same time cup and Xfinity does, but I know that there've been some damn good Arca races at Talladega the same weekend as cup and Xfinity. But regardless, I'm taking this way beyond NASCAR. I'm adding in the SRO series. I'm adding in IndyCar. I'm adding in NHRA. I mean, NHRA today in Charlotte, you had underdog winners and whole shot winners all over the place. And then IndyCar, you've got actual competitiveness out of Jimmy Johnson. You've got Romain Grosjean, who 10 laps to go is 14 laps away from the winner and slicing two seconds a lap down up until he gets knocked in with Jimmy Johnson. I mean, we had good races everywhere this weekend. This is Arguably, I think we're going to look back at the end of the year and say that was the damn best race weekend of the year. Statman Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks, tonight on your freaking radio or on your snappy computer, your iPhone, your Android device. Man, we are everywhere to get snappy. more information on what's that, Statman? Snappy. I love snappy. it. Snappy. Happy and snappy on your iHeartRadio, your Odyssey app. Uh, you cannot get away from the Freak Nation. Coming up, as I said, Chandler Smith, your NASCAR Truck Series winner. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Tommy Johnson Jr. went from a bench warmer to a race winner last weekend in the champ's seat, NHRA Funny Car Pilot. He'll be joining us in the second hour. And Statman, again, now an official Columbus Crew uh, cheerleader. We're not going to talk Columbus Crew when it comes to Major League Soccer, but we will talk some LAFC coming up next hour. This is how you play ball with us, man. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and, of course, Instagram, at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Of course, they're on Facebook. Getting back to, and we'll spend more time on this coming up when we get back from break and crash class news and notes, but given what we saw Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, even to a degree, Crasher, you mentioned it with the, with the IndyCar race, specifically that one pass with Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson, it just looked like some of these drivers were playing with house money. In other words, 
it wasn't their car. It was their owner's car. And what I'd be damned if I'm going to uh, worry about damaging this car to get what I want. It just seemed to happen in every series outside of the NHRA. So you say they were pushing it more or not, mm-hmm. or less? I'm pushing it more, and, and yeah. a lot of it has to do with the playoffs. You win, you win, you advance. That's what happened this weekend with the NASCAR Cup Series, where you had to win to get in for some of these drivers. Like Chandler Smith uh, right. in the truck series. Yeah, it's just – but then again, you, you go back, do you need a playoff system in motorsports? Because clearly IndyCar doesn't. And does it make it more exciting when it comes to NHRA or NASCAR? The argument will forever be out there. Joe, oh, excuse me, Josh Hart taking down Brittany Force. I'm sorry, no playoffs are needed for that kind of David versus Goliath drama. Incredible. So yeah, Freak Nation, a hell of a weekend when it comes to motorsports, and this is all going up against the backdrop of the National Football League. If you're like me, you've had uh, you're getting a little sore thumb having to go back and forth between NFL games. And the IndyCar series and the NHRA on Fox. Or if you're like our daughter who refuses to change channels on the TV she's watching downstairs, you hear her little feet running up and down the stairs to come see what we're watching. (laughs) (laughs) As we have different TVs in every single room, it seems like, watching, racing, and football. Yeah, when you've got three different TVs on three different things and you have (laughs) three loud people, a seven-year-old and two adults, cheering for this. or Oh, ah, oh! Our our poor daughter Henley is like, what's what's going on, Dad? Who's winning the game? <laughs> and she's watching Bluey in the meantime. Bluey. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. she's she's uh, she's watching her Cardinals uh, back and forth uh, with the Vikings earlier today. Uh, again, Freak Nation coming up. We're going to get to Crash Gladys pit news and notes and more on what happened this weekend in the NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Truck Race. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out with the Freaks. The website, speedfreaks.tv, for all your insight to all things Freak. Coming up, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Check out GeneralTire.com, how you can get up to $100 back after you buy four qualifying light truck or SUV tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? This was an awesome weekend of racing. NASCAR at Bristol, IndyCar at Laguna Seca, of course, just south of San Francisco, NHRA and Charlotte. We were Fully treated to incredible action all across the U.S. of A. Also, all three of the top series announced their 2022 schedules this week. First on the schedules, NASCAR will now feature their clash. Yes, their Bush clash inside the L.A. Coliseum one week before the Super Bowl, which is also in L.A. Brilliant. IndyCar is returning to Toronto and Iowa Speedway and starting their season only one week after the Daytona 500. Again, smart. NHRA is returning to Phoenix and Seattle. Just good news everywhere. All right, let's talk results. In NASCAR, Chandler Smith battled car issues all race, but saved the best move for the last, passing Sheldon Creed with five to go to not only win the race, but continue on in the Truck Series playoffs. Then in the Xfinity Series, drivers fully redefined rubbing his racing with the drift slide across the stripe of Austin Sindrick trying to get past A.J. Allmendinger, but... Essentially, he helped to push AJ over the line first. Almondinger celebrated with his arms in the air, but he couldn't head to victory lane until he was checked and released by the infield care center due to the hit he took after the checkered flag. Yeah, just absolute crap.
craziness. And the fireworks kept coming Saturday night as the story outside the race became Chase Elliott versus Kevin Harvick. Don't worry, they're both going on in the playoffs, even though Kyle Larson survived all the melee to take home yet another win. NHRA came down to some excellent final rounds in Charlotte, where Angel Sampay secured her 44th career win over Joey Gladstone in motorcycles. Lucas Oil's Kyle Koretsky won and denied Greg Anderson of an historic win. Tim Wilkerson outdueled Cruz Pedregon for his second win in Funny Car in three weeks. And then David beat Goliath when rookie Josh Hart grabbed the whole shot and therefore the win light over Brittany Force in top fuel. Finally, in IndyCar, it was looking like a dominant win for Colton Herta. Oh, yeah, actually it was. But the action was awesome with Jimmy Johnson as well as Romain Gaujean, who was about 15 seconds back with almost 15 laps to go but gaining two seconds a lap on Colton. Yeah, that was fun to watch. Grosjean ended up third, Alex Pelot fourth. Long Beach Grand Prix next weekend. Get it. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy-Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop that is, scoop shakalaka, 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 scoop shakalaka, 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 Geico, switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Polling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. <laughs> Your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell... Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked.
You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Thanks to our friends at General Tire for making this thing possible. Go to GeneralTire.com to find out more information on how you can get up to a $100 rebate with the purchase of four qualifying light truck SUV General Tires now through the end of October. Again, GeneralTire.com, up to 100 bucks back with four qualifying light truck SUV General Tires. General Tire, the official tire of the Freak Nation. I know Statman Scat's coming up in about 12 minutes, and he's got more on what happened last night in the NASCAR Cup Series. But let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, and and it's, it's tough to not give away stats scat, but with the tirade that happened with Kevin Harvick there at the end of the race, uh, sometimes Stat and I, more, than, more often Stat and I agree, and I think he and I were channeling each other when Kevin Harvick was getting in the face of Chase Elliott. I kept thinking, Stat, is this not the – pot calling the kettle black or the kettle calling the pot black regardless kevin harvick getting in the face of some dude with the way he was driving him because that's been kevin harvick style since he's been in a cup car stat that was kevin harvick style 15 minutes earlier on the racetrack when they was banging into cars and forcing people out of the way and uh he did everything but blame his crew when he came off the track that's i guess somebody he used to do that quite a bit. And I think somebody in the crew pulled him aside and said, Hey, dude, if you want us to ever work for you again in life, you're going to have to come <laughs> off of that argument at some point. But yeah, he's uh, he's like, you know, he's got for stopping disease. You know, he, everybody needs to get out of his way and uh, don't ever, ever challenge me on the racetrack. That's, that, you know, that's not your role in life. Statman Crash Gladys Kenny Sargent. We're talking about the NASCAR Cup race there in Bristol where the truck race had some drama. The Xfinity race, oh, my goodness, with uh, A.J. Allmendinger, legitimately honorary fourth freak with that win that he had. His crash and win goes directly into the ambulance <laughs> and gets the okay. And then comes he comes out of the infield care center where on top of the infield care center is Victory Lane. Was that the shortest walk ever for for a race winner? <laughs> so you have the Xfinity Series race uh, on Friday night. That finished. Then, of course, last night. And I think I tweeted this out where I would just like to set the DVR, go out, watch a movie, come back and watch the last 10 minutes of Bristol, specifically when it comes to that Saturday night racing. Because it, regardless of where you land here, it provides excitement. It can provide anger. It can provide happiness. It can provide... It's certainly... If you're just sitting on your thumbs, Crasher, um, you, you didn't have a pulse watching that, those last 10, 15 laps. Which has brought the argument up all over social media, and I'm I'm one of the people that is kind of shaking my head going, oh, yeah, 
Why do we have to bring dirt back there Mm -hmm. when it comes to the spring race? Do we really need it? This showed that, no, not necessarily you don't need it. So that was Bristol of old, man. The whole weekend, bumping and banging, having fun, getting in fights, throwing helmets, because Harvick did essentially throw his helmet on top of his car after the cameras were off. It's just, yeah, I miss that. I miss that. Bristol's back, baby. You know, I'm I'm taking the opposite stance on that. They could put dirt. They could put ice. They could put raindrops keep falling on their heads. I don't care. The <laughs> Saturday night race at Bristol is n- next to World of Outlaws is the best race in racing. They, It's just a different atmosphere. Uh, like a red carpet at a movie premiere, when you turn the lights on, it's a whole nother mm-hmm. frame of reference. And that they they need to bump and bang, uh, throw the car into a spin to get a yellow flag like Dale Jr. did once. That's just Bristol, and that's what you uh, that's what you come to expect. And if it sets it apart from everything else, cool. Okay, so regarding the spring race at Bristol, would you rather they have made that a night race instead of which they kind of got anyway with the weather? But would you rather that just be a plain normal night race or be on the dirt? I don't care what they do it on. Like I said, they could do it on ice for all. Make it an ice race. Go out to a lake in Minneapolis and and uh, <laughs> do it on ice. You put studded tires. Go run a rally stage. I don't care. The Saturday night race at Cup Race at Bristol is racing, and the I think the guys know it. They strap it on a little tighter and they do some serious serious racing before, during, and after the race. We're talking about the Bristol night race last night, the NASCAR Cup Series. The three of us have had a chance to sit in the infield and watch them go bonkers, and that was many, many years ago before the playoffs. But you add the heat, you add the playoff element, you win, you're in. Yeah, true. It just brings out a certain piece of these drivers. I mean, To see Chase Elliott bow up with Kevin Harvick, I just Chase Elliott's one of the most soft core dudes I've ever seen. Yeah, but, I don't care who he is or what he's accomplished. Yeah. Is that what he said last night? <laughs> I don't care who he is or what yeah. he's accomplished. Yeah, I'm just, here to stick up for myself. It just brings out an element of humanity that you just don't you don't see in the in the the March race at Bristol, or you don't see it the November race at Texas. It's like stats saying Saturday night short track racing in the Coliseum yeah. of Cup. It just brings it out of individuals. And we saw it in the car and outside the car last night. And I'll say it again. I, I think I said it about 10, 15 minutes ago that these drivers were running with house money. It's not their car. It's the owner's car. And they were certainly, Statman, driving like it was the owner's car, not theirs. They were driving a bit crazy. And there was a lot more at stake uh, in this race because it was a chance to uh, trim the field, relegate mm-hmm. the drivers, and move them to the next phase. I think the only thing that would have been better, uh, 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 Dale Jarrett mentioned this at the end of the and the post-race show, was to make this the last race for the championship. Oh, they have <laughs> oh no. They'd, they'd, they'd really be going bonkers. The only thing that was saving grace in that, instead of, 12 guys, 16 guys competing for 12 spots, you'd have four guys competing for one. And, uh, you know, I don't know if the same energy. Or eight to four. Forward, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean it's just it's just Bristol, baby, and the and they the night race adds that much more um, uh, thing to it. Friday night lights, Saturday night lights, it's instead of Saturday night live <laughs> that that we ended up with with Elliot and Harvey, you know, have Saturday night racing. That's that's cool. That's cool. That's the backbone mm-hmm. of all racing in America. Kenny, I'm totally going to backtrack or at least take away what you said. That this beats anything, Texas in November. How how much do I need to remind you of the Oompa Loompa fight on the backstretch between the two Jeffs, Jeff Gordon and Jeff Burton? True. That was Texas November. Anything when you come down to the end of the season, playoffs or not, it gets exciting. Yeah. But yeah, there's still nothing that compares to Bristol at night, but any playoff type of season-ending race is exciting. It's late in the season. You're right. It, it, I do remember that, of course. It's late in the season. These dudes want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the tippers are flaming. Uh, Clint Borger chasing down Jeff Gordon in, in, the, in the fall race in Phoenix. Yeah, it's, right. it, that's true. But to, what, to your point, correct. But Saturday night in the Coliseum well, of yes, Bristol, yes, yes. there's nothing freaking like it. And a word that stat used... Unless it's uh, the uh, Yarborough brothers against Bobby <laughs> Allison, uh, where Allison had the classic line where he kept taking his face and hitting my fist with it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that is a classic line. So it uh, it was a thrilling weekend for the Truck Series, the Xfinity Series. Which, by the way, let's talk a little bit about that. We got a few more minutes before we got to got to go to break. If you saw. Just go back and watch the last five or six laps of the Xfinity race. And there's a time there where if you knew who won in A.J. Allmendinger, you thought, how in the hell does he win? Yeah, you're like, no way. No way. This isn't going to happen. I have to watch this to see how it happens. Uh, he is, he's drifting. He he and Cindric are drifting across the finish line. Uh, A.J. drifts past the finish line first. <laughs> <laughs> gets crushed. Yeah, this could be the first time in Xfinity history that the actual nose of the car does not cross the finish line first. <laughs> yeah, the door handle cross first, man. <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's the outside front tire that crossed first. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. But you, you look at that the finish of that race, A.J. Allmendinger. Again, he took a – speaking of dingers, he took a hell of a dinger as he's sitting there on the track after crossing uh, the line as the race winner. He Bam! So the, the ambulance, the crew, come over. A.J. standing there on the uh, on his car, arms up, victory pose, and there, you just see the emergency crew there waiting on him to get down. And 10 seconds later, he's walking into the ambulance. <laughs> They're like, yeah, 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 you won the race. You have to come over here first. And I was texting with AJ after that, and he just basically says, I have no idea what happened. (laughs) And it's it's not due to any concussion. It's just because it was happening so fast. And he was looking forward to going back and looking at the highlights to actually (laughs) see how in the hell he did it. (laughs) Because I wonder, I, I should have texted him this. I wonder, is... You hear this stat, Crash, where in instances like that, things are moving so slow, but according to AJ, 
he doesn't remember any of it because it was happening so fast. Well, maybe the accident was what was happening so Sometimes slow. Sometimes your brain can slow things down and you can kind of relish in the moment. But yeah, not not last night in particular. So we'll talk more about that coming up. Also, we're going to get into some IndyCar news. IndyCar releasing their schedule, the pros and cons of what is coming up with the IndyCar series. And the first time that the NHRA, as long as we can remember, the NHRA, NASCAR, and the IndyCar series have done this. Ready answering the phones at Speed Freaks World Headquarters. Hello, this is Mario Andretti. You have reached the offices of Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks, hauling Andretti's hardware. You're listening to the Speed Freaks, the only group that could carry my jockstrap. So what the f*** is AJ thinking? I'm AJ Foyt, and you're listening to Speed Freaks. They also want me to sign their butt, but I won't. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio redefined. It's the Speed Man. Let's get it. Oh, could have been Saturday Night Live comedy watching the confrontation between Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott after the Bristol race Saturday night. Forget the on-track shenanigans. Harvick can have for stopping disease sometimes. He has great racing skills, but he thinks everyone should be disqualified for getting in his way on the racetrack. There was a time a few years ago when Harvick would even take off on his own team when he simply underperformed at winning time on the track. But Saturday night after the race, when a reporter put a microphone in front of Harvick, he cursed and fumed and declared he was wanted to hit someone. This was after the object of his affection had been standing in front of him for several minutes, easily within reach of a shove or a jab. Harvick even refused to take off his helmet before the confrontation. He had no intentions of a real fight, despite his protestations in front of the cameras. It was a laugh-out-loud moment. Where's Vince McMahon when you need him? Somebody needed to negotiate something for Elliot and Harvick after that fiasco. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. You know I never, I never seen you look so good. You never act the way you should. But I. All you light truck and SUV owners who like to exceed the limits, General Tire has created a tough, extreme terrain General Grabber Tire for you. The Grabber brings race-winning technology to thrill-seekers planning their next extreme adventure. Whatever your journey, the Grabber will take you where you need to go. Engineered with a balance of off-road capabilities and on-road manners, it's the most durable tire General has ever produced. Where will your Grabbers take you next? Let us know on Facebook or Twitter, because with General Tires, anywhere is possible. General Tire, the official tire of Speed Freaks. Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, 21 years. We're able to drink now, Freak Nation. Back in June, we celebrated our 21st anniversary. We continue to do it. Sunday night, the Freak Radio Network, whether it's Sirius XM, your iHeartRadio app, or radio affiliate, 
or if you're listening to us on a Tuesday or Wednesday with, with our podcast on Apple, Odyssey, tune in. We're there for you, man. More information, go to speedfreaks.tv. IndyCar released their schedule on Sunday. Uh, earlier in the week, the NHRA released their schedule. And just before that, NASCAR released their schedule. All these schedules for 2022. And I think the significance, Crasher, you and Stat were talking about, th- about this before we came back from break. Uh, that Toronto's back on the map for IndyCar. What's the significance of that? Well, Toronto has been off the last two years. And, of course, it was because of COVID for the majority reason. But it started a lot of speculation of people saying, no, Toronto's not returning. Remember what happened to Vancouver and all the growth in that city? That's happening in Toronto as we speak. Toronto's not coming back. And I, I kept asking people inside the series, I'm like, is this really not coming back? They said, well, there is there is some talk of it for sure. But no, it's coming back as soon as COVID can clear itself out of the way. And here we go. Toronto's back. Also, Iowa's back with a doubleheader for the IndyCar Series. So some good movement there. Will Toronto stay for five more years? Uh, that might be in doubt. Texas is moved up to March, yeah. which will be interesting with yeah, uh, the weather that tends to uh, roll through Texas in March. <laughs> there, yeah, you're going to get your ice right there, Statman, potentially. <laughs> I think the craziest thing of all these series is the NASCAR announcement that they're going to race inside the LA Coliseum. They're going to bring in dirt and it's an invitational for about 25 cars. Excuse me. But they, um, I just, when I read that, I had this image of the cup cars flying out of the peristyle like the uh, trophy trucks used to do for the off-road races. Can you imagine those cars come flying? They couldn't even get the the, uh, splitters high enough to go over a a bump in uh, Indianapolis. I can imagine (laughs) if they fly out of the peristyle uh, and land on the dirt coming down the steps. That would be classic. I would love to see that. I'd I'd fly out there and pay to see that. Yeah, there was so much negativity on social media for NASCAR putting this race inside the Coliseum, their Bush Clash. I think it's brilliant because of, well, the conversations that have been started because of it. And also, it's the weekend. It's seven days before the Super Bowl, which is also in Los Angeles. You've got worldwide media there it's just a chance for nascar to really capitalize i think massive kudos to the executives for making this happen one of the things that was is is of significance of these three releases according to crasher's historyonomics uh this hasn't happened before where in the same seven well, in our 21 years in, correct in the same seven day span where nhra indycar and NASCAR released their schedules. Yeah, usually IndyCar is way later than around now. NASCAR is usually, they've done it by like May 1st. No, that's exaggeration. But they've done it usually earlier than this time of the year. And NHRA is just kind of somewhere in between. They Within seven days of each other, uh, releasing their schedules is, yeah, it's, it's awesome. People can start making their plans of where are they going to double up on some races. It's cool. I like it a lot. Well, the, the big thing is that NASCAR could announce theirs a little earlier because they used to go to, they used to announce it earlier than this because they always went back to the same tracks, right, but right. now they're going a little different like the Coliseum and so forth. But I think the, the big thing is that IndyCar wants to let everybody know that they heard social media and there's coming, they're coming back at the end of February. They used to wait until September, October, November until 
football started, so make sure nobody watched. And now there's, they're letting you know we're coming back in February and the, the season is going to start earlier than usual. Yeah, that's that's also brilliant. Like uh, the comparison I made of NASCAR being in the midst of all the NFL media Super Bowl time when NASCAR's at the Coliseum. IndyCar starting February 27th and actually a few days before that because of practice and qualifying, they're actually able to capitalize on the media that are leaving Daytona with the NASCAR season opener. So yeah, both both sides are they're doing some thinking. <laughs> they're actually making smart decisions on the schedule. Good for good for both series. The NHRA is headed back to Phoenix next year and Seattle. Uh, both tracks that a lot of people are suspect will they be around after 2022, given the encroachment of civilization, <laughs> <laughs> neighborhoods, retail. Uh, so they're back on the schedule. Uh, so curious, uh, what's going to happen next year or the following year in 2023 with the NHRA again? Uh, the I'm not going to sit around losing any sleep over it, frankly. Well, Houston is on for 2022? That's scheduled to be the last Houston race, at least currently at uh, Houston Raceway. NHRA cannot afford for their 2023 schedule to lose Houston and Phoenix and Seattle. I think NHRA is going to fight like hell to keep Phoenix and Seattle a couple more years. The NASCAR schedule also in July looks like, again, a doubleheader. Uh, the end of July, you've got the IndyCar Series on the road course as well, Crasher. And, oh, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, right. yes. Uh, and then again, the Cup Series on Sunday And there's a lot the of talk course. that drivers don't want to be, NASCAR drivers don't want to race the Indy road course. So they're really pushing NASCAR to get back on the oval, but obviously it didn't work for 2022. We will get the drama of the road course yet mm-hmm. again. Settle down, Skippy. Coming up next, Chandler <laughs> Smith, NASCAR Truck Series winner from Bristol, how he had to do it to get in. He had to get in, win, to move on. Chandler Smith, it's a great story. He joins us next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, our friends at General Tire are back at it again. And this time, they'd like to give you $100 back when you purchase a set of four qualifying light truck SUV General Tires between now and October 31st. Yes, we said $100 back on a Visa prepaid card with your light truck or SUV General Tires. Hey, football's back, so why not show off your new General Tires when you drop the tailgate for some pregame festivities? For more information, check out GeneralTire.com. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anywhere is possible. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G O A T acronym stands for greatest of all time as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner they're my fave dad you're the goat You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same visit adoptuskids.org brought to you by the US Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. <laughs> Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. This freaking segment is brought to you by General Tire, the company behind the tough, extreme terrain General Grabber Tire for all you light truck and SUV owners who like to exceed the limits. Because with General Tires, anywhere is possible. General Tire, the official tire of Speed Freaks. Chandler Smith, your NASCAR Truck Series winner from Thursday night, Bristol, joining us here in the Freak Nation and Lucas Oil Studios. And Chandler, we were talking a little bit about this before going live with you, that uh, you have some people clamoring to interview you. Do you think of Thursday night's win uh, and the truck series wasn't so freaking dramatic, you wouldn't be such a hot commodity? Uh, I mean, I think the story behind our win is pretty pretty special. Uh, definitely a lot of people inside the shop can tell you all week I've been talking about 2019 and um, how hard it is to win these races now. In 2019, I was in a position to win Bristol. Came down to a late race caution, and I gave Brett Moffitt, I felt like, too much room, and uh, he ended up taking home the trophy, and I finished second. So uh, all week I was talking about, you know, if it comes down to that, I know what I'm going to do different this year, and came down to that. So it was pretty crazy. We were in a must-win situation to advance to the next round. So uh, I think it's got a really good story behind it. Yes, exactly. What did you do against Sheldon Creed? I mean, you guys were bumping and banging, and it was so exciting to watch. But what in your head just clicked? What was that different thing that you did to make it work for you to get the checker flag? So, honestly, realistically, I felt like we had the race winning truck from the get-go. Um, we Ooh. just kept having problems. I kept driving up through the field, and I'd get it to, like, a uh, bit top five-ish, and then um, racing really hard with people. I was rolling outside on a bunch of those guys, and I kept getting damaged from uh, – somebody knocking another guy out of the way that's on my inside and they'd hit my left front wheel opening and I would always have a fender rub. So 
every single time that I would progress and get all the way to the front, we had to pit and go take tires and fix our damage and do it all over again. That happened three different times. So um, I, I knew from the get-go we had the race one in truck. We just needed to get up to the front and then we were going to execute. Well, there was a time, let's see, was it the second to last restart? There were so many restarts there. I'm losing track. Did John Hunter Nemechek lay up so that you could cruise forward and get to Sheldon Creed because you needed it more than him? Or was that just the announcers trying to create additional drama? I definitely think that was the announcers trying to create additional <laughs> drama. We were really good. John Hunter was a tick bit free at the very end. Um, I don't know that he had had much left for me and Sheldon, especially um, there at the very end. But me and Sheldon got a little tangled there at the very end, and he was able to pass me and Sheldon both. And then uh, we went off into turn three. I ran the outside a little bit, dive in the corner, and got a good run on exit. And he clipped the apron on the exit of four and got a tick bit sideways. And I already had a really big run off of four and was able to drive to his inside. Then uh, went down the back straightaway. He, he got to my inside, and I kind of cut him off. And uh, we rubbed a little bit, and we sailed off into the sunset. The NASCAR Truck Series, of course, is still fairly new compared to the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series of running at Bristol. I don't, I don't know what your expertise is in running on short tracks like that or running on short tracks with such banking in a configuration of a truck. But Statman and I have run in a truck before, but that was on a super speedway. It was California speedway. Bro. How difficult is it running in, in the bowl like Bristol, a NASCAR truck? Yeah, so Bristol, out of everywhere we go on our whole schedule, Bristol is the most mentally and physically uh, – you got to really train mentally and physically for that track in that race in particular. It's just there's a lot going on. Everything happens so fast. You know, there's a lot of banking. There's a lot of G-force. Um, I mean, I got a big arm pump from the race. So, uh, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, it's definitely really demanding. Chandler Smith, 19 years old. That's, wow, very young. I got sweaters older than you. That's a nice beard. Uh, but, dude, I want to talk about one thing and one thing only. You won the race. Congratulations. But Talking Rock, Georgia, population 109. Yeah. How do you get discovered from Talking Rock, Georgia? <laughs> well, the good Lord's blessed me and put me in opportunities to where um, I got the spotlight. Um, Toyota took me under their wing in 2000, well, when I was 14, 13, 14 years old, which is like 2016-ish, I want to say, somewhere around there. Um, we had our own super late model team. Uh, I traveled all over the U.S., um, myself and my team, uh, racing big super late model races. We were really good. We had a really strong team, and we were at the Winchester 400. Battling Noah Gregson for the win with KBM there. And uh, Toyota representatives having to be there that day. And I was only 13 years mm. old. And um, Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You're 13 years old from a town with 109 people traveling all over the country. How many of those 109 people were on your team? You probably had most of the population. Zero. <laughs> oh. Zero. It was me, my dad, and a few uh, let's see here. We had Bobby, Will, Ricky. We had about three or four extra guys. Yeah, we, we were a very small team. I did notice that they got some $5 million houses in Talking Rock. <laughs> so Talking Rock isn't just a wide spot in the road. No, Talking it definitely Rock is a wide money. spot in the road, bud. You should go through. <laughs> it definitely is. When you go to the diner in Talking Rock, 
Do you get a special <laughs> table? They have a special sandwich named for you? No, not quite yet. I don't think I'm that big. I don't think I'm that important. Come yet. on, dude. You just won a race in Bristol, Tennessee. They make statues out of people like that. You ought to be able to get a bowl of soup in the local diner. <laughs> yeah. I suppose. All right. If you say so. I mean, we could go on. I could take the rest of it. I'd love talking. When I saw that, that said, forget all the wins. That Talking Rock, Georgia, mm-hmm. population 109. I mean, here's so- a dude, 19 years old, got a beard. I can never grow a beard like that. And believe me, I'm much older than 19. <laughs> There's a mouthful for you, Chandler. Chandler Smith joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. And with this being your first win, who was the first person outside of the track that you got a message from congratulating you uh, with your first win in the NASCAR Truck Series? Oh, Lord. I haven't even got – I haven't even responded to all the messages yet. I have <laughs> I think there was 400 messages I have to respond to. I've responded to about 200 of them, so I can't answer that question. That's a sign if you did something. If you have triple-digit messages, that means you did something uh, when it comes to racing, correct? Yeah, I'd like to say so. So what's the next step? I, I know the advancement for you and the team, but let's say 2022, 2023, uh, is the hopes, of course, to start continue to move up? Oh, yeah, for sure. If I... I wouldn't be doing this if that wasn't the hopes. You've referenced arm pump, though, as being a side effect of racing at Bristol. Do you have a motocross background? That's To me, when I hear arm pump, I think motocross or sometimes sometimes rally cars. I mean, do you have a background of that sort where you knew exactly what that felt like in your arms yesterday? No, but co- going back to my super late model days, there's some tracks like the Winchester 400 up in Winchester Speedway. It's got just as much banking as Bristol and is just as fast as Bristol. Same size. And uh, it's the same exact feeling. So, mm. and that's not fun. I mean, that's that's serious pain. <laughs> nah, that's not, it's fine. That's all. It's all good. It's part of it. Yeah, a checkered flag, a, a trophy that takes it takes it all away, makes it yeah, all feel exactly, better. Exactly. What time did you get to bed uh, Thursday night, or did you? Uh, we didn't get home till five thirty last night. What does a nineteen-year-old do? Because you're not legally supposed to drink. How does a nineteen-year-old party nowadays after a big win uh, like that? I, I was never the party type growing up in high school or anything like that. I was always to myself, working with my uh, my crew and trying to better myself as just overall a person and uh, a race car driver as well. So, uh, uh, me and my wife, we celebrated a little bit on the way back home, and then when we got here, we kind of just been kicking it back, relaxing, and just. T- taking it easy today but hearing the way you've done things throughout your career you've always been that person that has worked extra hard to get an extra mile on your resume i mean from your when you were 13 years old and toyota noticed you from your running your own team to now running your own merchandise and practically doing your own pr andy hey i know you're out there but man this guy's doing it all it's crazy to me but that's how you're going to get your chops for later on in life because you're learning everything good and bad all together yeah, my dad taught me a lot. He owns his own construction business, and uh, from a small age, I've always paid super close attention to how he does business, how he talks it, how he walks it, how he gets it done. And um, I mean, it's basic principles in any industry. I mean, it doesn't really matter what industry you're in; it's all the same deal when it comes down to it. Did you ever work for dad, or were you racing too young to worry about going to work for your dad's construction business? I've been racing since I was four years old, so I've definitely been. <laughs> A little more preoccupied. <laughs> Four. Wow. Hey, right. dur- during the COVID 
shut down last year. How much eye racing did you do? <laughs> I didn't do much eye racing, to be honest with you. I'm not a big I, I gotta watch my uh vocabulary here. I'm not a big sim person, I'll put it that way. Why is that? You you act you act like it's it, it's something that you would never try. Is it just <laughs> it, come on, it's okay. No, I got I got an eye racing simulator. I go to the simulator every Tuesday over at Toyota Racing Development. Um I would just rather would do the real deal. No, it's it's interesting. During the COVID year, 2020, and even now, we'll ask drivers from all different disciplines, whether it's sports cars, IndyCar, even drag racing. And yeah, there is a little bit of a divide. There's the absolute love it crowd, and then there's the absolute eh, not so much for me crowd. Yeah, it's just, I think it's, uh, I, bet, I bet if you went on and told me um, what age range the difference is I bet you would have a very close age range on who likes it and who don't like it. I tend to probably be in the older age range. <laughs> Sorry if y'all hear my dog. He's snoring beside me. No, <laughs> serious. Turn turn the camera over there. Let's, let's look at the dog, man. He's right there snoring. Oh, was that German? What is that? No, he's a Belgian Malinois. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's snoring. <laughs> yeah, he just let off a really loud snore. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I wish we would have heard it. <laughs> this is greatness, man. A yeah, bell- right here. Here. yeah. Oh yeah. That's him. Hi, sweetie. That's beautiful. He's a good man. boy. He comes to all the races. He's been to um he's been to two or three NASCAR races. He's been to basically every super late model race ever since. He's only a year and five months, so what's his yeah, name? Simba. He looked at us like, and you know, you got, a, you got a problem with this? <laughs> He's Another sassy, day. dude. He is sassy. What's he like at the racetrack? Does he go to Victory Lane? Does he like Victory Lane? Oh, Does he yeah, like the he noise? Loves it. Okay. We uh, so this last weekend I raced the Super Late Model Race at Tri County, and he was there, and I won that race. And um, growing up, I had a childhood dog I grew up with. Me and her were just a month or two apart in age, and she was a little wiener dog. And, um, she always came to the races with me and we always, every time I won, had a tradition, I'd put her on top of the race car and take a picture with her. So, uh, we lost her two years ago and he's kind of filled that void now. So we kind of recreated that picture this past weekend. Nice. That's badass. Cool. Simba. Has, uh, has your buddy, uh, John Hunter Nemechek met him? (laughs) 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 No, I don't think he's met him. Well, right now you got another another Smith in front of you in the NASCAR Truck Series point standings. Maybe maybe uh, Zane needs to meet uh, Simba. Yeah, Simba's definitely um, he's a guard dog, right? <laughs> guys, so um, you can kind of imagine how he is a little bit. Uh, but people that he's always around and he, he's matured a lot. When he was younger, he was uh, definitely ferocious. He didn't what? quite like he didn't like anybody but mom and dad. <laughs> Has Simba been vaccinated? Oh, what are you talking about? You just hear about animals that are getting vaccinated now. Are you talking about the COVID vaccine? What are you talking about? No, he doesn't have the COVID vaccine. Yeah, no. Are you serious? You've heard about animals? Yes, I've heard about dogs getting the vaccination. Crash, settle down. Okay, that's... Jeez. Okay. Palomino. Whatever, whatever. Uh, Chandler, this is awesome. I up with Chandler, the two of them complaining, and I... Get me a Simba so that I can... <laughs> yes. Oh well, buddy. Uh, good luck to you, man. This is awesome. Next time you win, we'll get you get you back in here. We'll work with Andy by Heck getting yeah, you back in Creek Nation. 
Again, NASCAR Truck Series winner from Thursday night. Moving on in the NASCAR Truck Playoffs, Chandler Smith, 19 years old here in the Freak Nation. How many times, Statman, do when we do these video interviews, which, by the way, you can see that interview on our YouTube page, Official Speed Freaks. So basically, you can see Simba on the YouTube page. How often do uh, our our friends in motorsports drop their freaking pooch in the Freak Nation? Not not often. Not often. Most of them don't have dogs great as Simba. And he looked up at us like, who are you? And why are you interrupting my nap? You know, he probably looked at, he looked at Chandler like, don't you control these people coming in here interrupting me? You know, they should he put a mic in front of him. The dog probably would have talked us all off the air. You know, when we get these NASCAR truck guys here in the Freak Nation, we should have done that a little bit with Chandler. Uh, the history of the truck series with Speed Freaks is greatness. Whether it's Bobby Hamilton, Bobby Hamilton Jr., Musgrave, Bill Lester, Chad Chafin, we could go on and on with these. Every Sunday night after a truck race, we would have uh, Ron Hornaday or whoever won the race. I was going to say, how could you leave off Ron Hornaday or Jack Sprague? I mean, yeah. I'm waiting for somebody to move so I can blast away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rabbit hole. We don't have enough time for that rabbit That's hole. Chad right Chafin. Now. <laughs> He was hunting while on air with us. Legendary. I will say this. We've got uh, about a minute before we got to get the hell out of here. If I told you MTV Road Rules, Bakersfield, and NASCAR truck race, uh, would you believe it? That story, man, if we were smart, we would have had cameras rolling Ugh. the minute we shut the door on that RV from Southern California up to Bakersfield. That was absolutely greatness the smell of vision would have been the, the best part of the whole thing yeah. <laughs> at the track when the pooper machine wasn't really doing its job mm, it's greatness oh boy uh coming up next hour freak nation major league soccer star from lafc uh will farrell not will farrell or tony robbins but the significance of those guys yeah we're gonna talk a little soccer it makes sense trust me uh then of course we're gonna hear from tommy johnson jr comes from the bench and sits in the seat of Matt Hagen's NHRA funny car and wins last weekend. We talk with him. It's a big second hour of the Freaks coming up. Speed Freaks pits on the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Network broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. Looking forward to this second hour, Freak Nation. What do uh, Will Ferrell, Tony Robbins, and Danny Muzovsky have in common? Find out in about 40 minutes, Freak Nation. Also, Tommy Johnson Jr., he's sitting on the bench. He gets a phone call. Hey, bud, in two hours, can you hop into this funny car once driven by, well, driven by Matt Hagen? Matt Hagen's out on COVID protocol. Can you come over? Sure. And what does he do in the second race? He goes out and wins it. He's going to be joining us this hour. Coming up in moments, Crash Gladys 
Pit News and Notes. That man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Speedfreaks.tv is the website. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And I got to say this, man, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. Man, we are all over it with these audio video, these video interviews. And when I say audio videos, uh, sometimes we'll use the audio from those video interviews in on the Freak Nation on Sunday nights. Well, we're all over it, you know, better late than never. We right. just basically activated the account a couple weeks ago, 20 years after YouTube reactivated it. Reactivated. Okay, there you go. Cuz I'm looking on our YouTube there are videos up there crasher from 2012. Okay, so there was a time when we were mm-hmm. kind of using it. Yeah, think about this 9 years ago, Statman. YouTube wasn't YouTube. Yes, it was. That's why we were trying to use it. I mean, it's it's not what it is today. It's not what it is today, though. All right. So the significance of that isn't lost on us. By the way, again, it's it's official Speed Freaks on YouTube. Uh, we talked a lot of it, a lot about this last hour with what happened on Thursday night in the NASCAR Truck Series, Friday night in the Xfinity Series, and then of course Sunday night in the Cup Series. Statman Scat has more Saturday night. Saturday night, excuse me. Statman Scat Thursday has night, more Friday on this. Friday night, Saturday night, sorry. What the hell did I say? You said Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's actually Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All right, dang it. You, 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 that. Now, now you're confusing me. There you go. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, night racing uh, in the Coliseum. Statman, there was a word that you used when we saw our very first NASCAR Cup Series race inside the Coliseum some 15 years ago or so as we're standing there for the start of that race. And I yeah. still use it to describe things that are unexplainable. And it's Jurassic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just, it was Jurassic. And that was the word you used of standing in the Coliseum for the start of that NASCAR Cup race, where it was a full Coliseum. There were 160,000 people there, full car field. And you just, it's tough to explain, Stat. It is tough to explain, especially when those 160,000 people, probably 90% of them had cameras that were flashing. Mm-hmm. And when they roared, you could feel the, the wind to come off of the grandstands and the lights flashing and the sound of the cars. I literally had to turn away. It was too much. It was a sensory overload. You couldn't take all of it. I mean, that was a, that was, I've never felt that before at a racetrack. You know, that's interesting. You say that because it is, or it was century century sensory overload in the visual and audio and feel aspect. But Take the visual away, and you've got sensory overload at an NHRA starting line. Right. It's like they're both, and both of them you can't describe. You just cannot make anyone realize the magnitude of what they're going through at that moment unless they're standing there right next to you. Yeah, the NHRA is noise. Uh, but and feel. And, and feel. And, but you don't have the wind coming out of the grandstands. You yeah, don't have the lights flashing in front of your eyes. Uh, the noise makes up for most of it, especially when it registers the ground shakes and registers on Richter scale on uh, seismographs. But uh, yeah, for some reason, I just could, I had to turn away. It was too much. Okay, hold on a second. So, which was greater? Which is was greater? Bristol night race, Cup Series, full field with all the sensory overload, or a Friday night qualifying session, two top fuelers. With the header flames to add to the visual aspect of it and flying down at 330 miles an hour. No, I'd have to say as much as I love NASCAR, I'd have to say it was the Bristol night race. That was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen or felt or experienced. 
again, being in the infield for that race, the banking at Bristol is 22 to 24 degrees. Uh, Talladega is 33 degrees. So that kind of gives you an idea of the cars being on top of you uh, there at Bristol. Coming up, we got Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Also, Tommy Johnson Jr. coming off the bench to fill for fill in for three-time NHRA Funny Car Champ, Matt Hagen. He'll be joining us in about five, six minutes. Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. But first, let's resume with some affiliates, Freak Nation. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out with the Freaks. The website, speedfreaks.tv, for all your insight to all things Freak. Coming up, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Check out GeneralTire.com, how you can get up to $100 back after you buy four qualifying light truck or SUV tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? This was an awesome weekend of racing. NASCAR at Bristol, IndyCar at Laguna Seca, of course, just south of San Francisco, NHRA in Charlotte. We were Fully treated to incredible action all across the U.S. of A. Also, all three of the top series announced their 2022 schedules this week. First on the schedules, NASCAR will now feature their clash. Yes, their Bush clash inside the L.A. Coliseum one week before the Super Bowl, which is also in L.A. Brilliant. IndyCar is returning to Toronto and Iowa Speedway and starting their season only one week after the Daytona 500. Again, smart. NHRA is returning to Phoenix and Seattle. Just good news everywhere. All right, let's talk results. In NASCAR, Chandler Smith battled car issues all race, but saved the best move for the last, passing Sheldon Creed with five to go to not only win the race, but continue on in the Truck Series playoffs. Then in the Xfinity Series, drivers fully redefined rubbing his racing with the drift slide across the stripe of Austin Sindrick trying to get past A.J. Allmendinger, but... Essentially, he helped to push AJ over the line first. Almondinger celebrated with his arms in the air, but he couldn't head to victory lane until he was checked and released by the infield care center due to the hit he took after the checkered flag. Yeah, just absolute craziness. And the fireworks kept coming Saturday night as the story outside the race became Chase Elliott versus Kevin Harvick. Don't worry, they're both going on in the playoffs, even though Kyle Larson survived all the melee to take home yet another win. NHRA came down to some excellent final rounds in Charlotte, where Angel Sampe secured her 44th career win over Joey Gladstone in motorcycles. Lucas Oil's Kyle Koretsky won and denied Greg Anderson of an historic win. Tim Wilkerson outdueled Cruz Pedregon for his second win in Funny Car in three weeks. And then David B. Goliath, when rookie Josh Hart grabbed the whole shot and therefore the win light over Brittany Force in top deal. Finally, in IndyCar, it was looking like a dominant win for Colton Herta. Oh, yeah, actually it was. But the action was awesome with Jimmy Johnson as well as Romain Gaujean, who was about 15 seconds back with almost 15 laps to go, but gaining two seconds a lap on Colton. Yeah, that was fun to watch. Grosjean ended up third, Alex Palou fourth. Long Beach Grand Prix next weekend. Get Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation. Our friends at General Tire are back at it again. And this time, they'd like to give you $100 back when you purchase a set of four qualifying light truck SUV General Tires between now and October 31st. Yes, we said $100 back on a Visa prepaid card with your light truck or SUV General Tires. Hey, football's back, so why not show off your new General Tires when you drop the tailgate for some pregame festivities? For more information, check out GeneralTire.com. General Tires, the official tire of speed freaks where anywhere is possible it's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason one little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work lucas fuel treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system it increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions lucas oil fuel treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak keep that engine alive with lucas oil what up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. That man, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Lucas Oil Studios, 21 years. We've been doing this. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Speaking of Lucas Oil, the product spotlight of the week at lucasoil.com. It's Lucas Metal Polish. It's non-chlorinated brake parts cleaner manufactured using the highest quality components for excellent cleaning and performance with zero residue left behind. Polishes and cleans all metals, easy to use and no acids or ammonia. It's got a powerful spray pattern that offers professional cleaning strength that is safe on all automatic brake systems, disc and drum brakes. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. Now on the Freak Nation, NHRA Funny Car Pilot, Tommy Johnson Jr., who went from bench warmer to race winner. Last weekend in Reading, 
He was in for the second week for your funny car champion, Matt Hagen, and he joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And Tommy, I got to imagine that uh, getting back in that funny car, it's tough to get used to all that clutch dust and clutch dust boogers and nitro coming up in your face. Uh, it's usually clutch dust in the funny car. All that clutch dust coming up in there. It's amazing that stuff goes everywhere. Every day. So I mean, after, after, after we run during the day, blow your nose. I'm, I'm not lying. It's black. I don't have any idea how you guys do that. That's just, I shake my head. The top fuel cars seem less crazy than sitting behind 11,000 horsepower motor, breathing brake dust and a wheelbase that's probably five feet too short. I mean, it just makes no sense. You ever seen a guy in a funny car have a white fire suit? No. <laughs> Dragster? Yeah. Funny car? No. Well, hold on. We've seen parts of the old Castrol suits with John Force. And yes, the white was white barely halfway through the first round in Pomona. That was it. That's it. Yeah, that's why there's no white fire suit. Man, you don't wear white fire suits. You, you don't wear a white fire suit driving director. Yeah, no. But back to boogers real quick, because it's a serious question here. What are the worst boogers? Is it clutch dust boogers or is it dirt track racing boogers? Because those are pretty bad too. Or is it just going to Las Vegas and the high altitude, super dry atmosphere that Vegas is? Is it Vegas boogers? Yeah, they're bloody. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want any. I don't want any of them. But uh, I don't know. I like black ones, man. That means you're in the wheel. That means you're behind the wheel. I don't mind black ones. That's good. I think black ones. Okay, black boogers or dirty boogers. There you go. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, that's true. Tommy Johnson Jr. joining us here in the Freak Nation. If you're sitting on the bench, you're not getting any kind of boogers other than bench boogers. You want black boogers because you are behind the wheel. Yeah, I'll take them. Yeah, you can get rid of them and blow them out. That's good. Get rid, of them, get rid of them and ready to go the next day, man. We're ready. Well, Tommy's been coming to the Freak Nation many times, and he knows that this is just how we roll here in the Freak Nation. But it's not many times, Tommy, that you run run in the Freak Nation where you've been sitting on the bench for a little bit, and all of a sudden you get the phone call that uh, Matt Hagen, he's out for COVID-19 protocol, and you get to get back in the seat for a couple of races. That first race, man, that second race, uh, a big win for you and the, and the team in general. How does a dude like yourself in drag racing stay sharp, uh, knowing that you may get the call to run a – Again, a sub four second pass versus a you know two hundred lap NASCAR driver or IndyCar driver. How do you stay sharp to crush the tree like you do? Yeah, that was a good question. I I, I guess it's uh, you go off experience. I mean, you just uh, you got to fall back on all the years of doing this and and uh, just use your mental uh, state of, of experience. And there's no real practice for our sport. You know, there's is these cars are so expensive to run and. And to go out and make a lap in one of these cars costs so much money. And um, it's just a lot of tremendous amount of work for just that four seconds. So you just don't go out and practice. It isn't like go out and run 10 laps, come in and make a change, go out and run some more. Um, you don't you don't practice in these cars. You you have to be mentally prepared to do it. So um, just I, it felt normal. Just jumping back in, it felt back to normal. And, uh, you know, I just relied on my natural ability, I guess, and, and the years of experience to uh, have it all come back to me and, and thank goodness it did. It came back quick. And, and it, it was almost like you, uh, your brain's a really complicated thing and you get all this information in it and it clogs it up and it, and you, you start focusing on bad information and, and bad things and you're trying not to do bad things and you need to think positive. And I didn't have any bad information. I hadn't ran all season. So there was no bad runs. There was no mistakes. There was no late lights. There was no red lights. There was no, 
nothing in the data bank, you know, and it was just come back and do it naturally. And you see that a lot with new drivers. You see them come out and just crush the tree. And I says, wait till they have a big fire. Wait till they make a mistake. Wait till they screw up. Then it gets in your head and you go up there and you start thinking about it. You can't get rid of it. You try not to think about it, but you can't help it. So uh, I had nothing, uh, nothing to think about. No, no bad stuff in there. It was a clean slate for the last 10 months. Come out and do your thing. And uh, it worked. It worked great. I talked to a driver once who said he was sitting down with a beer and a plate of wings, getting ready to watch March Madness when he got a call and showed up at the track the next day. What were you doing when they called you and said, Tommy, we need you? Yeah, it was an Indy. Uh, I was at the races. It's about the track's about three miles from my house. Went out for the weekend to help a buddy of mine trip to him racing top fuel. I was going to just hang out with him and help him and, I uh, got a text and you're at the track. I'm like, yeah, I'm out here. And uh, next thing I know, Dickie Venables is calling me and says, hey, uh, could you drive our car? We need a driver. I'm like, uh, yeah. He says, okay, we're going to run. And basically it was about two hours. He said, we're going to run in two hours. Get your stuff and get over here. So I jumped in my car and drove home, grabbed my, I'd actually pull my helmet cabinets away from the wall, pull my helmets out, um, grab my suit, grab all my equipment, run back to the track. I was back in 30 minutes. Uh, 45 minutes later, I was sitting in the car uh, after I got the phone call, warming the thing up and ready to go. And, and it was, it was kind of funny you say that because everybody says, boy, good thing you weren't out in the stands having a beer watching these guys. You'd have been in trouble. So I said, yep, no more. Can't have a beer. Aaron, you go to the racetrack ever again. Can I have a beer until the end of the day? Cause, uh, you can't be that fan just sitting up there having a beer and uh, relax, relaxing because, uh, you never know when that phone call is going to come, but yeah, it was a whirlwind, you know, and then have a, a small part of push pull pin brake on the wheelie bar that never breaks, you know. I mean, it wouldn't matter who was driving the car it was going to break. So uh, to have that happen and not be able to get a qualify in Indy, it was kind of it was a heartbreaking. You know, it was like I said, it was like giving a kid an ice cream cone to go to take a lick and you smack it out of their hand and say, nope, not today. And uh, that's kind of how Indy was. It was like, oh, I get a drive again. This is great. Let's do this. And then, nope, you didn't qualify. You're out. It rained all day on Saturday. Didn't get to make a run. So. Uh, it was great to get the opportunity, but it wasn't so great. We didn't get to do it. Was there anything you couldn't find? Like, uh, <laughs> you were looking for your, your helmet or just anything that you couldn't find when you were rushing around the house? No, but it was hard to remember what all I needed. You know, it was all there. I, I had it all from last year. It was all sitting there and I started going through it thinking, yeah, I think this is it. This is all of it. Okay. We're good. <laughs> but in uh, the guys on the on the team, uh, luckily enough, it happened in Indy. Uh, the DSR shops about a mile down the road from the track. They ran back to the shop and grabbed the seat insert out of my car that I drove last season. So uh, by the time I got back to the track with my stuff, they already had my seat in the car, and I I climbed in and it felt like home again. Wow! So Tommy Johnson Jr. joining us here in the Freak Nation. You were talking about how you didn't have any bad information in your head to go on to the track to make bad decisions necessarily for race weekends. However, what sort of do you give a thumbs up or a thumbs down to the training that some drivers do? And I'm sure you've done it in the past, too, to the tree inside the transporter and, and practicing your tree reaction times away from the track. Is is there a lot of benefit to that or is it just kind of so so? I think it is. It depends on who you are and, and what works for you. Uh, I've never been able to have success doing that. It's it's uh, it's so different from actually being in the car and doing it. You know, uh, there's fans in the stands. There's a guy in the other lane. And the car is running, and you know, you have all these other factors involved. You're sitting in your basement doing this tree. It's, I mean, anybody can cut a good light on a practice tree. I think. I mean, it's 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 you don't have all the distractions. You don't have everything going on. You're you know, it's just, it's just not the same for me and it's never worked. So I've never been able to see any benefit from doing it. 
it might be a, uh, a muscle memory thing that you can do, but it's just not something that's always worked for me. And I know guys that do it, they do it religiously and do it every week and it works for them. It, it really makes them better, but, um, I've tried and it doesn't do anything. So I've, I got one. I, I I've tried it. It's, it's sitting in the basement. It's probably got a lot of dust on it right now, but, uh, it's there. Would it help if you had a fan and you were blowing brake dust up your nose? Would that make it easier for you to train in real life conditions? Yeah, they talk about these simulators, all these simulators in, in racing now. These guys got simulators and they do all the simulation. I said, can you build a simulator that actually moves the earth, you know, and, and the ground shaking and your, your whole house is vibrating and if you're doing this? I says, you just can't simulate drag racing, 11,000 horsepower simulation. There's no way to do that, you know, and uh, I don't think you can get any benefit from it unless it's real, you know. Yeah, we have the U.S. Geological Survey looking at the seismograph and see the things, needles start to bounce. And they said, Tommy Johnson's just practicing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. That's what would happen, too. Because, I mean, uh, when you kind of drag race and the, and the ground moves and the earth shakes and the grandstands are fire, I mean, you can't simulate that. There's only one way to do that. That's put a little nitro in the tank and light that thing up. Tommy Johnson Jr. joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Tommy, drivers are particular about their cars. Did you call Matt and say, how, is she, how does she react to this? How does she drive here? What are some intricacies about your car, Matt, that I need to pay attention to? Or do you make it your car once you sit in it? Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't talked to Matt. You know, uh, we texted a couple times. You know, he just said, hey, thanks for filling in for me, you know, and I hope you're getting better, you know. And um, really never talked about it. It, it. I jumped in the thing, and, and nowadays these seat inserts, you know, most of the chassis are made very similar. The seat insert is kind of made for each driver and it kind of gets you where you want to be and where you're sitting in the car. And, and luckily enough that the car I got in, Matt's car was very similar to mine that I drove last season with being with DSR for seven years. We had very similar equipment. So uh, most of the things were the same. The throttle pedal was a little different. It was different than mine, but it was, wasn't something you couldn't make work. And, and uh, you know, the steering wheel, his steering wheel was a little bigger than mine, but you know, just other little, little things like that. It was, it was very similar. And you don't know how they drive until the first run. And it was a flawless car. I mean, it was a great team. You know, you can see why that team has won a couple championships together and, it's just a very well-oiled machine team and they do a great job and made me feel very comfortable. And, you know, Dickie mentioned to me, you drive the car the way you drive and I'll tune the way I drive or way I tune and, and we should be okay. And it's just a, a combination of a great team and great equipment and uh, just being able to feel, fit right in right away. It, it worked perfectly. So with that throttle pedal, with the steering wheel and some other things, did you change them to your liking or did you keep them the way that Hagen has them and you just drove it anyway? No, I kept them the way they were. I just, nice. I, I thought, ah, it's something I'll, I'll just, I'll just make it work. I'll, I'll deal with it, make it work. And uh, I actually told Dickie after we won in Reading last weekend, I says, hey, uh, if we do this again, I'd like to change that throttle pedal. It's okay, <laughs> but I think I can do better, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> And I know we've talked about muscle memory, you know, earlier in this interview, but when you get up on the starting line with Ron Caps, when you were up on the starting line with John Force, did any of the pre-stage rituals, does that stuff just come naturally back into your head about what they're going to do in the other lane versus you? Or was some of it like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you, you try to uh, go over in your head before the run. I always visualize in my head what uh, what's going to happen and 
yeah, I've raced those guys a long time, a lot of years, and I know their know their habits and what they do. And and it was like a high stakes chess game, you know. I thought, okay, this he's probably going to do this, and I need to do this to counter it, you know. And you don't, I didn't really have, I don't have a routine. I had been out for ten months, so I don't have a routine in this car, this team. But I have, you know, how I drive and how I've driven in the past. And you you get to know your competitors and their and their their little things that they're trying to do to throw you off and. So, yeah, it was uh, I, I uh, right away, each guy, I, I analyzed them. I thought, OK, he did this and this and this in the past. So I need to do this and this. And uh, each one of them, I, mean, I knew Forrest was going to roll it in deep. I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I wasn't surprised that thought Bob went out. He went in so far. So I knew that. And I went in the final thing and, OK, I'm going to have to go with him. I got to stick it in there because I, I I can't allow that to beat me, you know, just because I think I can cut a good light shallow stage and he's going to roll it in, take every advantage he can. I need to do the same. So. Uh, I poked it in there and actually didn't feel like it was far enough and took one little more uh, poke and, and moved the car just, you know, maybe a half an inch to an inch further. And and uh, that was that made the difference, actually. I mean, it came down to three thousandths of a second I beat him by. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't bumped that one more time, I probably lost that race. So, yeah, it, uh, you, you, you quickly go back to your record books in your mind and know what he's ever does and, and try to counter that and try to uh, come out on top. Tommy, was- did your win become the antidote for uh, Matt getting better. He, he's no longer sick, and now he's ready to, you can't let anybody else drive my car and win with it. Yeah, I don't know when the progress came, but I'm going to guess it was probably Sunday afternoon. He started feeling a ton better. Yeah, I imagine, uh, I don't know what his condition was Saturday, but I'm sure by Sunday night, he was probably feeling normal again, you know? So, uh, yeah, it, uh, if it was me, I'd be the same way. I'd be like, Hey, okay, that's enough. Get out of my car, you know? So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was probably well healed medicine for him on Sunday to watch that. And he, he, uh, probably improved rapidly. Yeah. I would imagine that's true, Tommy, that Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, no, <laughs> Wally, <laughs> cures yeah. all <laughs> cures all in the nhra doesn't it yeah it does it's amazing what he, uh, they always said that uh, one good run on a fuel car can cure cancer and it can cure a lot of things you start winning rounds and going rounds and, and uh, throwing those shoots running 330 some miles an hour you feel pretty good i don't care what's wrong with you. you feel pretty good so i would imagine the intensity of your demeanor inside that race car was a little different versus when you're getting paid to drive a race car or, or you're not getting paid to get out of a race car. Right? Yeah, it was very different. You know, I, I went in the weekend where let's just have some fun. You know, this is, there's no, I'm not in the points. There's no pressure. Um, I told my wife, if I screw up, what are they going to do? Fire me? You know, I mean, who cares? You know, and, <laughs> and, and that carefree attitude, it kind of worked to my advantage. You know, I said, I'm just out here to have fun. And the guy told me Sunday morning, he says, that's dangerous because guys out here just to have fun are usually dangerous. Because there is no pressure. There's, nope. there's nothing that, you know, I was thinking, man, I've got to do this or it's 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 over. You know, the season's over or I may lose my job or I could care less what happened. I wanted to win for myself. You know, I wanted to win for these guys. They put in a tremendous amount of work to make that happen and get me in the car and, and do it all. I wanted to help them and want, I wanted these guys to uh, to win the race. But at the same time, I was only kind of concerned about myself. I wanted to win the race. You know, I was like, I want to win this race. And uh, I think that attitude and that no pressure attitude played tremendously well on Sunday for just going out there and doing the best I could. I've heard some great stories. Tommy Johnson, Jr. You mentioned traveling. I've heard drivers tell me that they wake up in the morning as three o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom. They don't know what hotel they're in. 
I had <laughs> one driver tell me he ended up in the hallway thinking he was going to the bathroom. All the traveling what? you've done, I bet you have some stories like that that you can tell where you went to the wrong door, you got locked out of the room, not wearing enough clothes. Tell me one of those stories. I have gotten up in the middle of the night and ran right smack into the wall, thinking the bathroom is the other direction. Yes, that's uh, you forget where you're at. I went to the hotel room and my key wouldn't work. Go back to the front desk and they said, well, sir, that's not your room. Man. Oh, you're right. That was last week's room. You're right. So, yeah, there's been many of them. Thankfully, none without clothes on. So, yes, no. Uh, it, it, but you do. You start losing track of where you're at. What 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 place? Where are we? You know, and uh, and for I've been able to travel the world and race. You know, that was kind of cool to be able to go. Uh, I've been won a top fuel race in six different countries. So, yeah, the traveling part is is it's it's a great experience. But man, it, it's a grind, and you, you feel for these guys and. I mean, NASCAR guys running 36 times a year. I can't imagine doing that every, you know, every year. And, and uh, HRA, we run 24 times a year. And it just, after a while, you think, man, where, where are we? What race is next? What city am I in? You know? Tommy Johnson Jr. here in the Freak Nation. Buddy, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, guys. Could have been Saturday Night Live comedy watching the confrontation between Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott after the Bristol race Saturday night. Forget the on-track shenanigans. Harvick can have for stopping disease sometimes. He has great racing skills, but he thinks everyone should be disqualified for getting in his way on the racetrack. There was a time a few years ago when Harvick would even take off with his own team when he simply underperformed at winning time on the track. But Saturday night after the race, when a reporter put a microphone in front of Harvick, he cursed and fumed and declared he won wanted to hit someone. This was after the object of his affection had been standing in front of him for several minutes, easily within reach of a shove or a jab. Harvick even refused to take off his helmet before the confrontation. He had no intentions of a real fight, despite his protestations in front of the cameras. It was a laugh-out-loud moment. Where's Vince McMahon when you need him? Somebody needed to negotiate something for Elliot and Harvick after that fiasco. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Back at the Lucas Oil Studios, Speed Freaks Pitch. Thank you guys for hanging out. Coming up in about eight minutes, Danny Mazowski from LAFC, Major League Soccer star, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. The significance of Will Ferrell and Tony Robbins, you don't want to miss that. That's part of the interview. Uh, but first, Stat, Crasher, you've got a weekend where the schedules were released for the NHRA, IndyCar, and NASCAR. You had just an absolute bonkers uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night racing at Bristol. We've got about two minutes here, guys. We didn't talk about what happened at uh, Laguna Seca and how Romain Grosjean worked his way. Dude was in downtown San Francisco. He worked his way into the top five. With about 20 laps to go, and he ended up on the podium. Top three, yeah. (laughs) It landed on Jimmy Johnson at one point, passing him, going into the corkscrew. Probably Johnson didn't admit this at the post-race interview, but – probably scared the daylights out of him when suddenly there was a car on his, on his uh, side pod. He steered out of the way. Both of them kept the thing, the cars going. And uh, Rojan 
I, I think it op- it's opening the door for Formula One guys to come and look and see what's going on with IndyCar. Uh, the guys, especially the guys that are running at the back of the field in Formula One, uh, now have a chance to get on a podium and win in IndyCar, and they have to like that. Oh, without question. And of course, all the, the rumors are that Grosjean will be at Andretti Autosport taking Ryan Hunter Ray's spot. Next year, it looks like the the swinging seats, the carousel, it's all going to open up after Long Beach because Bourdais is out of a ride. Oh, gosh, who was Bourdais racing today who's also out of a ride? I mean, there's a lot of names that are just going to kind of be like, huh, where are we going? Right. And it's going to be a fun offseason there because, yeah, there's, there's a lot of parody in IndyCar, and it's fun to see where everybody will land to compete next year. And Jimmy Johnson, by the way, he was competitive today. Oh, yeah, his best finish yet. Not not an easy course to be competitive. No. No, no. Which also makes you start to wonder about next year's competitiveness. Going to be fun. Freak Nation, Will Ferrell, Tony Robbins, and Danny Muzowski. Yeah. LAFC star joins us next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV-TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV-TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV-TV and MAV-TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, 
General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Danny Masalski, of course, uh, Los Angeles FC, LAF- LAFC, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And, and Danny, a lot of things that you find about your bio, or things that you enjoy doing, or of course have video games uh, tied to it. But let, no, hold on, I, yeah, you're laughing. But 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 before we get into that, do you realize when I played soccer back in the '70s, we had no video game. We were the video game. People were playing us, dude. Do you realize that? That's true. The video games, you guys pretty much were the foundation of it. So, yeah, I know. You guys didn't have it. You can't go and play FIFA like I do now. From a fan standpoint, and given what you guys do on the field, is it strange, though? I could only imagine, at least back in the, I couldn't fathom playing a video game of a sport that I love so much. Do you find yourself sitting on the couch or in the chair, uh, moving your body, your hips, your shoulders, your legs, as you are playing that game, as if you're in that game? <laughs> sometimes um yeah i mean you could get uh like you get you get really into it for sure um but for me it's usually just chilling out and just kind of relaxing a little bit but because i still love the game but obviously you can't play 24 7 you'll you'll work yourself you know into the ground so you still want to stay connected to the game so sometimes i'll chill out and just play fifa and i also bring that up because we we speak to a lot of drivers whether it's nascar indycar formula one drivers where it's become a thing now where they'll get on their video games or iRacing and it helps them on the track or if they haven't been on a track before, it helps them familiarize themselves with the track. Is there any similarities <laughs> with <laughs> with you at that? I don't know. Maybe they should do a study on this, but yeah, I don't know. I think personally a little bit, yeah, when you're just playing FIFA all day, maybe you see things clear maybe on the field. Um yeah, I don't know. There needs to be a study done on that because maybe there is a correlation. Danny Masofsky joining us here in the Freak Nation, and it's fun talking to players that play for LAFC given the ownership of the team. Do you have much, uh, many conversations with the big-time superstar Hollywood uh, shakers and, and, and makers uh, that own LAFC? Um, you know, actually, since I joined the team COVID, it kind of just happened. So the owners um, weren't there in person as much. But uh, yeah, I remember when I first came to the team, uh, you know, I met Will Ferrell and then uh, Tony Robbins was also there. Um, so yeah, I got to see them and talk to them for a little bit. It was really brief, but you know, it was definitely cool. And it's, it's awesome that our club has owners like that. Between Tony Robbins and Will Ferrell, and we've talked to some of your teammates about this before, and I'm curious where you go with this. If there was one one of those dudes had to motivate you and the team, which of those two would motivate the team best? And I know that's Tony Robbins' gig, but come on. If Will Ferrell is in there monkeying around, that will get you fired up? <laughs> um, no, I definitely think Tony Robbins. <laughs> I mean, Will Ferrell would probably just make me laugh before a game. I don't think he would fire me up and get me like motivated and serious, but I think Tony Robbins would definitely. So, Danny, you're just getting off the pitch. You're doing this interview. Is, is this the last thing you want to do is talk to some freaking media hack 
about your season and Will Ferrell and Tony Robbins, dude? No, nah, I don't mind it. I think it's part of the part of the job. You know, we're professional athletes and people want to hear a little bit of our lifestyle and what we go through. So, no, nah, I don't mind it. I actually enjoy it. With LAFC and, and given the terrain in Southern California, we saw what – and we talked about this earlier in the interview about COVID. And COVID – the Delta variant is rearing its ugly head. Are you guys taking provisions moving forward with what's left of of, of this season as far as a team and then – a team in regards to the fans? Yeah, I think, yeah, that the Delta variants adding a little more extra precaution on our end from the staff and, and our medical staff. And they want to make sure they're keeping us safe and, and uh, there's no outbreaks within the team. Cause you know, we're in a, we're right now in a hard part of our season right now where we need to get results and we don't want to have setbacks with, you know, people catching COVID and then having to miss games. So yeah, we're just trying to stay on top of it. And I think our medical staff's doing a good job of it. Have you, thought about this and again given the covid sitch have you had time to think about what it means to have in a soccer game fans are on top of you figuratively uh it's a little different in other series but fans are on top of you how much juice do you get out of packed uh a packed stadium yeah, I think you said it. I think the pandemic and all the lockdowns that actually made us, uh, you know, really miss the fans. And, and you can see how big of a difference they make in the games. And especially for our games, you know, LAFC games, we have 20,000 fans. We have the 3252 and they bring so much energy to the game and they affect it on, on a huge level. So having them at home and having them support us, it definitely helps us. And it Honestly, it influences the results of games, you know, how how into it the fans are, how loud they are, how much energy they bring. So, yeah, it's definitely a big part of uh, part of the game and especially for our team. Danny, did your tenure in the desert playing soccer in Tucson or Southern California, that baking heat, did that prepare you for playing in the crazy weather you have to face now? Because um, <laughs> I grew up in Las Vegas and that is some intensity and then yeah like you said i played a little bit in tucson and i really do think that uh that did help me um you know playing in that environment because i come here and i'm really grateful you know when i'm in this nice la air and fresh, <laughs> and i'm like i love it but uh i think it definitely helped me for sure because when i go back to those places it hits me again i'm like oh my god it's so hot but uh i think yeah definitely it helps go back to your college days danny and share with me what other schools recruited you or was it just the fact that you're a hometown boy and you need to stay next to your mom and dad you know you want to get homesick you thought i gotta stay here in the big the big lv man uh yeah well i think family actually did play a part in it you know (laughs) i I do have a close relationship with my family Uh, i was getting recruited to uw uh, northwestern those were like the two schools i was really considering um, but I also had a good relationship with the head soccer coach at UNLV, uh, Rich Ryerson. And he, he definitely, you know, played an influence on me, uh, choosing UNLV, but I, you know, I, I, I think it was a good decision. I got to stay home. I got to play four years of college in front of my family and my friends. And ultimately the result for me was to get into the MLS and, and play in the MLS and score goals. So, you know, I've done that. And, uh, I think UNLV was a good stepping stone for that. Danny, are you afraid that mom and dad would see this and you're, you would say you need to say that and go, man, I, I needed to get away from mom and dad. They just kept bugging me. I, I wish I would have went to UW or Northwestern. You could say it. Oh, they know now because now that I'm away from home, they miss me for sure. And, uh, you know, so but it was good for that time, at, you know, to stay at home for a little bit. But, uh, you know, it couldn't last forever. So, of course, I needed to leave home eventually. And 
I think it came at the right time. It was good to, to spend those years there, but now, you know, I'm on my own journey. I've been living on my own for, you know, four years now. Danny, do you study Major League Soccer? Granted, the LAFC doesn't have the history of Kansas City or Seattle or Portland, but do you study the MLS? Yeah, I'm for sure. I think it's it's the league I grew up watching. The league was formed in 1996. I was born in 1995. So growing up, it was the league that I always watched with my dad. We'd always watch MLS games on TV. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely really familiar with the league. That being said, what is it that is missing with LAFC? Granted, championships, but other than that, what is it that – because your your fan support is is awesome. And it, it seems like it's a well-rooted – uh, fan, uh, fan base, but outside of championships, what does it take to to establish that heritage for LAFC? Yeah, you know, I think that's a good question. Um, you know, teams teams need results to you know reward it back to the fans. I don't know how to put it that way, but we yeah. have won a supporter shield in 2019. I think that was good, but everyone wants the big trophy, the MLS Cup, and I think that's the goal of our team that we want to to aim for and push for and uh, you know, it's definitely, I think we did pretty good in the first two years as a team and we had a lot of fans and a lot of good support and, and we just want to keep that going. You know, it's not easy all the time, but, uh, you know, we just got to keep pushing and hopefully, you know, we get that championship that, uh, that LAFC needs. A lot of young American soccer players look at the MLS as a place to be a destination for soccer. But when you were a 20 something, a teenager, did you look at trying to get on the U.S. men's team or the MLS? What was your goal? Yeah, I think that's the goal for every young soccer player. You know, you want to make it, you know, onto the national team. And for me, I was playing college soccer, and I was like, man, one day I want to be playing in the MLS and give myself an opportunity to be able to, to you know, represent the country. Um, I think that's the goal for every young kid. It doesn't happen to everyone. So, you know, you need to, you need to work hard. You need to believe in yourself and, and, uh, you know, that's just what I've been doing this whole time. And, you know, I'm, I'm still young. I'm 25 years old, so I've got a long ways to go, but uh, I'm still just chugging along. Now, come on. Look, if you don't make the U.S. men's team, North Macedonia, that's a pretty stout, uh, stout team. You could go anchor anchor one of the positions there with uh, with Macedonia, right? Yeah, that, I'm doing that uh, citizenship with Macedonia. Both my parents were born there. Um, they invited me to play a few friendlies. I held back initially because I didn't want to give away my um, eligibility because once you go play one competitive game with them, you're not eligible to play for the United States national team. And I didn't want to completely ever close the door to that, especially right. since I've kind of just broke into the MLS the last year and then a little bit of this year. So. I didn't want to close the door to that, but of course, I still am extremely grateful to, you know, to even get an invite from a national team. Not many players in the world could say that, you know, a national team has invited them to play. So uh, although I want to keep my options open, I'm still extremely grateful to have that opportunity. What kind of boots are you wearing right now? Let me see. Uh, I changed. I already showered. Bro, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I showered already, but uh, now I'm just wearing some Adidas Speed Flows, the new ones. Ah. What are those worth? What does that What does that cost a professional athlete? It cost us nothing because we get it for free. Um, but for everybody else, I think it costs them about three hundred dollars. Man, that would last me about ten minutes at a blackjack table in Vegas, bro. <laughs> me too, probably. Right. <laughs> hey, Danny, this is fun, man. I appreciate your attitude. I know this was last minute. You just exited practice and decided to join us here in the Freak Nation, man. Good luck to you in LAFC. Get back on that win streak, will you? Thank you, man. We'll do. We'll, do, we'll try our best. 
Not, not much, much motorsport. Motor not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. No. Not, 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 not. Well, not only much, that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Loose. Not much motorsports. <laughs> the freaks. Not much motorsports. It is not much motorsports here in the Freak Nation, and this has been around. I think this is this has been in the news uh, for a couple of weeks, but we we missed not much motorsports the last couple of Sunday nights. But I want to get to this stat man, Michael Jordan. Where does he rank on uh, the stat man scale as far as uh, greatness? Where's Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan rates at zero. Everybody else starts at number one. Well, it kind of screws up the story then. Hell, I was going to say, how much would you you pay for something from Michael Jordan that uh, a lot of folks might be offended by? Dig this, Freak Nation. A sports memorabilia website has announced that uh, they've got a genuine pair of Michael Jordan's underwear bearing the signs of definite use Come on. and is being auctioned with a starting bid of $500. It certifies <laughs> that the, the, the underwear belongs to, of course, the legendary Chicago Bulls player. It's sold by... How? A, How is it certifying uh, that? It's sold by a family member of John Michael Wozniak, Jordan's former security guard. Is that the guy with the long white hair in the documentary? Documentary... That, that guy, if that if that guy was his security guard, then oh, Michael Jordan needs to rethink freaking security. <laughs> now the website said that the unusual item shows signs of definite use and has some loose threads evident at the seams. Overuse, in other words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, stat man. If this was, if this pair of underwear was uh, Bill Russell, his used underwear. Would you fork over 500 bucks for a Bill Russell's uh, undies? I wouldn't fork over 500 bucks for Holly Berry's underwear. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, what the what? hell's going on here, man? Dude. What the wild, wild, what's going on here? <laughs> Are you serious? I guess, yeah. Underwear, yeah, you're right. Who wants, who wants underwear for crying out loud? With uh, oh, Okay, what if they're autographed underwear? And they're fully clean. Imagine the conversation starters, that man, when oh, you have people yeah. over at your bungalow. Hey, there's Halle Berry well, underwear. I could go get a pair of underwear at Target and put it in there and say that's from Halle Berry. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 500 bucks starting bid for Michael Jordan's underwear and not much motorsports. Crasher, you got one to Wait, get us the hell we, out of here? Should we go? Should we set the line on if it goes above or below that? I think it's going to go above. But As long as you're not bidding against me, tell yeah. them that that man will pay okay, sorry. Yeah, $3,000 or whatever you bid. All right, I'll go with the story. We all like ramen noodles, right? Mm. Oh, no. yeah. So ramen noodles is apparently Nissan Foods, whatever, cup noodle, is turning 50. Coming up. And to celebrate... They are offering four, I believe, four beverages to honor the soupy sensation that comes after you finish all the noodles. Yeah, so you're going to get a carbonated form of the ramen noodle soup in a basic cup noodle soda. 
And then there's a seafood accented cream soda. Oh, I'm going to buy. And then a curry accented cola and a chili tomato soda. So take the leftover soup from the ramen noodles, any of the different flavors. Take all the noodles out because you've already eaten them. Add some carbonation and let's enjoy these sodas. Carbonated miso. I can't think of anything more hideous than the thought, much less the taste of carbonated. Ooh, that's, that's, I'd rather have Halle Berry's underwear. Hey! <laughs> there it is. We knew we'd get him to Halle Berry's underwear some way. It's like the time crasher when we did that uh, taste testing with peeps and beer. Yeah, that was weird. That was strange. That was a, a pre-Easter show. Yep. Yeah. Pairing peeps with beer doesn't work. Freak Nation, thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. You miss any of it, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll have it up there for you uh, in the morning. That's speedfreaks.tv. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and like or subscribe to our YouTube page at Official Speed Freaks. Statman, let's do it, man. Uh, every Sunday night for 21 years, we shoot the juice to the moose. And Statman, cut it loose. Zip. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.